Okay, we're gonna get started. We're gonna get started. Um, thanks so much for coming tonight. Uh, my name is Keith Miller. I'm a real estate investor here in Missoula, and the Missoula Real Estate Meetup has three main goals. One, we wanna learn more about the market. Two, we wanna share strategies and information. And three, uh, we wanna build connections with those around us. And so we have a pretty good community here. We got record turnout tonight, so it should be fun. Okay, um, I wanna quickly cover an underrated truth about real estate investing that I've learned throughout the last four years. Think about it this way. Who's gonna be more successful? Someone who's reading books and listening to podcasts or someone who's reading some books and listening to some podcasts but has a bunch of people they know in the real estate industry in Missoula? I think it's a pretty straightforward answer there and that's the purpose of this group, okay? So one thing we're gonna do um, after this for the first time is we'll have a, an opportunity sharing portion where if you have a deal or you're looking for something, or you're looking for a partner, you'll have the chance to get up and for 60 seconds, make your, make your sell or make your pitch or, you know, ultimately we're not trying to like, this isn't like a, oh, I'm trying to sell you on my $500 course. Like that's not what we're doing. But if you have, so, if you have an opportunity, there's an opportunity for you, you to share it with the group. Our sponsor this month is TSI, Title Services Incorporated. Um, they're my favorite title company in Missoula. Um, they're super responsive to questions, addressing concerns, things like that. Uh, Brady Potts is the guy to talk to at TSI if you need to talk to somebody. Um, our speaker today is Jesse Egan. He's been involved in residential and commercial real estate for 28 years in Missoula. He has his own real estate agency, Egan Real Estate. Um, he's gonna talk about what syndications are, how they allow for passive investing, um, and how they can be structured to ultimately purchase larger properties than any one person would be able to buy. So without further ado, I'm gonna hand it over to Jesse. Uh, thanks for coming, man. Come on up. <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a hand from the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> does he need your mic? Uh, yes, he does need my mic. Hello? Yeah, you're good to go. You have to unzip. There you go. All right. Got to get ready here. I feel like a, got a lot of people staring at me. Very awkward. So just ready? Yeah, you're good. Am I on here? Yep. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Hello, I'm Jesse Egan, and uh, I'm here today to talk to you about uh, real estate investing and syndication. Can you guys hear back there, Funston? Now you're gonna have to project. Go good, gotcha. You guys gonna move up? Yeah, if you wanna move up, don't hesitate. Just yeah, like if you wanna move up, guys, don't hesitate. All right, all right. Well, I'm Jesse Egan. I'm a 
broker, real estate broker here in town and a real estate investor. And uh, I wanted to talk to you guys tonight about what I do as far as how we invest, which is real estate syndications is what it's called. And a little bit about how I got started. So I went to school here. I think I moved here in January of 91. So it was uh, 34 years ago. Uh, no, I'm sorry, January of 88, I moved here. I started in real estate in 92. But uh, so I watched a movie in the late 80s called Wall Street. If you guys remember that, it tripped my trigger. I was like, that's it, that's the guy I wanna be. I wanna be a stockbroker. I was played. I had a brief stint in at Montana State. Sorry, I played basketball for about 15 minutes there. Ended up in Missoula, and um, I ended up graduating from the university. And I moved to Las Vegas, and I wanted to get into real estate, but I wasn't sure. Well, I'm sorry. Let me back up. First, I, w I wanted to be a stockbroker. So when I got here, I got licensed. I, I talked to a broker into licensing me and kind of work as his assistant. He sent me to Seattle. I passed uh, Series 6 and 63 so I could sell mutual funds. And I did that for a while, you know, smiling and dialing. It wasn't quite what I wanted to do. So then I was here in Missoula going to school, living in a fraternity, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was doing, getting a business degree, and I read a book. Now, this was 30 years ago, so don't hold this against me. Trump, the art of the deal. I read this book 35 Whoa. years ago. And I'm telling you, this tripped my trigger. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but that's what I want to do. Not the president stuff. Not the, just the... So anyway, this is really what got me going. So I left the university. I graduated in 91, went to Las Vegas, and uh, worked. I was bartending, doing the Vegas thing. And I was trying to get into real estate and development, but I just didn't have a clue what it meant, how to do it. So somebody told me, you should get your real estate license. You know, they're killing it down here. I was like, God, that sounds so stupid, a real estate agent. So I, uh, I didn't want to do that. I was bartending. And I, I went to the library, the public library, because we didn't have internet back then. And I, I checked out some real estate books. And I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. You know, they made it, you know, some successful guys. And so I went through the class and I got my real estate license in Las Vegas. I got licensed in January of 92. And I remember doing a couple open houses. I got really good training. Uh, Savannah, Savannah. Savannah called me a while ago about putting her license with me. And I told her, I said, the most important thing you can do is get some good training to begin with. You know, so I was really lucky. I was with a big company. I got trained down there. And then I just like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to move back to Montana. I'm just lifelong Montana guy, fourth generation. So I moved back to Missoula and got my license. And it was really hard for me to get somebody to hire me nobody would hire me i was pretty young at the time i was probably 23 i just turned 24 and uh finally this gal at gillespie realty which is now berkshire hathaway she i mean it was like five calls she finally gave me gave me a shot and i got started in real estate you know and so i did the real estate brokerage for uh well i, I did residential i started off in residential and a lot of what i'm going to talk about is like you you need to get good training or you know follow someone there was a gal at uh gillespie realty named cynthia bryan i think she's still selling real estate she's like 107 or something like that now i lived in her basement and i followed her around like a puppy dog they had a basement apartment i lived there and i followed her around i went on appointments with her and i just listened 
and I, I was really, I just thought these words of wisdom. I mean, she was selling like a hundred deals a year back then. And uh, I, I was just sitting there, the stuff that would come out of her mouth, I was like, she's crazy. You know, and it, she, but it was just about, she was just doing it. She was just getting it done. She was just going on appointments. So I, I lived in her basement for six months and then I doing my own thing. And uh, I was, I was pretty successful at real estate from the beginning. Um, my first personal deal was a house in Great Falls. I'm from Great Falls and it just seemed like whenever I go back, I'd find these deals. So I bought a, I, I made an offer on a house for $37,000, $37,500 and I put $2,500 down and she carried the contract. So I had to come up with $2,500 and well, through the inspection with the credits and the, the uh, tax reimbursement, I literally bought that house for a $10 bill. It was $9 and 75 cents or something like that. So I remember I give a $10 bill and I bought my first house. So I fixed it up, painted it a little bit, didn't really do much, rented it out. And I sold that house in a couple years for like, I think it was $68,000. I was like, wow, this is cool. I like this. This is cool. So that was kind of my first personal investment. And then I ran into a deal back then in the early nineties, most of the deals I did were owner financing. Um, and I think we're going to start seeing a lot more owner financing with this market. So the next deal I did, my mother was living in a fourplex and I said, God, mom, you're just a pretty nice place. Your rent seems pretty cheap. And she said, yeah, the, the lady's husband died. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, boom, I was on, I found her number. I called her next thing I know, I bought both those fourplexes. Um, it was like 20,000 down on a, on a, on a contract didn't have to get any bank financing. The, 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 the uh, rub was she didn't, she wouldn't allow any uh, prepayment. So we made it, we structured the deal where there was no prepayment for her lifetime. Older people, you'll find wealthy older people don't have any debt. They don't want to pay taxes. So they like to sell stuff on owner financing. I think owner financing is one of the greatest tools to build wealth in real estate. If you can find it, it's been really tough lately, but with the market going on as it is now, you're going to start seeing more and more of that. Okay. So then fast forward. Oh, 2001-ish. Um, I was working. Oh, I moved. I'm sorry. I, I moved to Phoenix for a year. I was down there about a year. I didn't do anything. Golf, play poker. Came back. Um, came back and I put my license at. It's Carl Prinzing. Does anybody know what the name of his office is? It was an ERA office at the time. So I put him and I were buddies from Gillespie, put my license there and uh, kind of got going again. And um, then in, the Internet bubble hit, the Internet bubble bursted and, the, you know, the shit, shit hit the fan, you know, and it looked like real estate was going to tank. The stock market was way down. So I had a, there was a guy in town uh, a few next to the Mo Club. It's called Howard's Apartments. He owned about 250 units around town. And I used to follow that guy around. Uh, you guys all know him. He worked at his, on his stuff. So long story short, I bought, I, I was always running into him. I knew where he was at and I just casually run into him. Like, hey, Howard, what's going on? You know, like, God, we got some money. What do you think of those fourplexes? So one day, this went on for about four years. In 2001, he called me. He's like, hey, Jesse, I'm 75, thinking of selling. So I made an offer on these uh, eight fourplexes on Turner and Palmer. And I made an offer and he rejected it. And then I called him back one day. I ran into him and he said, told me what he would take. He said, I want $200,000 per building. I was like, okay. So that sounds super cheap now, but this was in 
2001 and it wasn't cheap. So I wrote up that offer right away, a uh, million six with uh, $20,000 earnest money. So I went and dropped it off to him and said, hey, you know, here's what you said, I, you know, take a look at it. And I didn't hear from him for like a week, maybe two weeks. And I was like, huh, he just changed his mind. And I came into the office one day and there's an envelope on my desk. Shit, there's the buy sell, he signed it. So I'm like going, okay, I got $1,500 in my checking account. How do I get the earnest money? So I wrote out a prospectus. Uh, so let me back up a little bit. One of my good buddies from college, uh, they used to own all the funeral homes here in town. We had been talking about buying some property and doing a fix and flip. You know, you know, at this time, houses were probably 200,000. You could buy a decent house and do some fix and flip. Well, the first one I happened to find was a million six and I got no money. So I wrote out the most archaic little prospectus and I put it, I went to uh, Kinko's and got like a $2 binder, a clear binder, put it in there and we gave it to his dad. His dad was a pretty big hitter in town back in the day. And, uh, you know, I just think, I was just saying, I felt so stupid. I felt, you know, so out of my league. I mean, this, this guy to me was one of the most successful, wealthiest businessmen behind like a Dennis Washington here in town. And I'm pitching him to give me a, you know, million six. Well, long story short, he looked at it and he sat, sat me down and John was sitting next to me and he just started yelling at me. He's like, Jesse, this is serious. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, if we do this, I want my fucking money back, you know? And, uh, and I was just like, and sure enough, he's like, all right, let's do it. So long story short, we, we go to the, he was in Scottsdale and we set up the closing and I go in there and, uh, we bought the deal. So all of a sudden I owned eight fourplexes. This is my first kind of mini syndication. I, I had a high net worth family and uh, you know, he went along with me. So to kind of wrap up that story, uh, the deal, we owned that for, now this was in 2001 and the markets were still down. The real, uh, you know, stock market was in the shitter and people were, weren't sure what was going on. Well, then all of a sudden people start dumping money into real estate. If you remember like 2002 through 2006, it was on man. And uh, I, in about 2003, I noticed like stuff was just selling for apartments for like a lot. So we had, I owned these eight fourplexes. And then also from Howard Horton, I bought another fourplex duplex and a house from him. So I had acquired about 40 units. I was about 32 years old. And I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm on, I'm on my way. So, but part of the deal on the, the, the eight fourplexes, I got no cash flow for the first 18 months. That was just part of the deal. So, okay, cool. So now it was coming due to where I've become part of the deal. And all of a sudden the market's just on a tear. So I put one of those fourplexes up for sale for like 375 or something like that. Long story short, over the next 11 days, I sold all eight fourplexes at about an average of 350 some thousand. So in 18 months, we netted $975,000 on that. My cut was 400 grand. So, at, so that was my first syndication kind of deal was an LLC and uh, it was pretty much a no money down. It was my sweat equity. So I'm 32 years old. I got like 400 grand in my pocket and that back then that was 20 years ago. So that's like a 32 year old with about $900,000 in your pocket. You know, I was feeling pretty cool. So then I was like, okay, this is awesome. I want to, you know, so we were looking at a lot more deals and I had, one of the things I found out is the more that I rubbed elbows with people with money, the more money I made. You know, it just, it just kind of, uh, I mean, this guy, there's a, uh, I've had people accuse me of being arrogant. I like to think it's a confidence, 
But when I left that closing at 32 years old and this, the most baller successful businessman in town just lent me a million six. It happened to be my first seven figure deal and I fucking owned it. So when I left that closing, my head was so big and my chest was out, I could barely get through the door, you know, but it's just, so that parlayed it into from there, we started looking at more deals and more deals and the market was on such a tear. Long story short on that, Mr. Maletta passed away and his son has actually passed away too. My best, one of my best friends. So that dried up, you know, and, and then also about that time, 2008, I, uh, one, another friend of mine here in town was doing syndications. They're called the Farron Group. You guys might have heard of them. Uh, good friends of mine. He was doing syndications and they were doing, uh, his first syndication was Copper Run over on uh, Reserve Street. And the second one was Montera Condominium Development up in Whitefish. So I, I was learning about syndications. But back then, syndications, uh, kind of a quick overview is a you have your general partners and your limited partners. This structure has been around for you know hundreds, probably 200 years or more. You, and so you get your general partners that do all the work, put the deal together, take care of all the financing, find the deal. They handle it from cradle to grave, so to speak. The limited partners are the ones that invest along with you that don't do anything. They just, and they have, their only risk is their, their investment. So I knew the structure, but going out and hustling, money from other people. I didn't feel comfortable with that. I didn't, I just didn't feel worthy of that. I, I've always struggled with uh, issues about that. Like when I started in real estate, I was uh, 24 years old. I swear to God, I know I don't look like it now, but I look like I was about 16. I went and got those big Clark Kent goggle gla glasses that didn't have any prescription. I'm just to make myself look older. So now I'm looking at syndicating and, uh, it just, it just, you know, I, I learned about it, but I bought this book in 2008. This was, uh, it's called Principles of Real Estate Syndication. This Samuel Freshman's kind of the godfather as far as this book's been around forever. And this was the only thing out there on, on uh, syndication and how to set them up. So I bought this book and it, it sat, well, look, it looks brand new. I don't think it, you know, I still, it's, uh, you know. I'm on page, uh, I'm on page one. So, uh, no, I've, I've read it. So I bought that book in 2008 and about that time, the shit hit the fan with the recession, you know, like, and I mean, it was bad, you know, like we always thought Missoula, I, I was like, oh, Missoula's got a bubble. We're not going to get hurt that bad. Well, everything was hitting in bigger cities in 07 and whatever. And in 2008, it really hit Missoula. So 2008 and 2009, I mean, there was nothing going on. 2009, I went to work every day. I worked my ass off, pimping myself out, doing uh, broker price opinions for foreclosures for 50 bucks, shit like that. And I think, I remember I made like $36,000 that year. And, and I mean, working hard. So this has always been on my mind, syndication. And then fast forward to about 2015, I... Uh, I kind of healed up from, I was healing. So basically the recession was really tough on me. I, I got hurt pretty bad, but it, in 2010, I've always been in apartments. I've always been known as an apartment broker. I've sold a lot of apartments. Um, I had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of people that were sitting on the sidelines through the recession with a lot of cash. And in 2010, people were seeing that rentals were a pretty good investment and Missoula rentals were really good. So I had, I had a couple big apartment sales in 2010 that kind of got me back on track. 
And then I just started looking for, you know, more deals and um, how to put this together. So 2015, I bought the Firestone building downtown on Main Street, the old Firestone building there. And I had a, a plan to do a, a five-story condominium tower there. We had, and I, I paid, I had renderings done and all that. And when, when that hit, so then we put out the press release. Um, it was on a Saturday, it hit the paper. I pre-sold 22 of 27 units that Saturday. People just calling, it was just crazy. So I was gonna syndicate the deal, but I had so many pre-sales. I said, God, I'll bet you I could take this to one big hitter, maybe two, and they'll finance me because I've got all these pre-sales. So I did, and uh, a friend of mine, he, he said, yeah, we'll do it. You know, it'd be about a $5 million downstroke, we'll build it. So everything was going great. Um, long story short, something happened. He went on a trip to Africa and he came back and started wiggling on me. And now at the same time, the Merck was being bought by Andy Holleran and they were starting to develop that. And they called me 10, 12, 15 times. They needed that property to park on and stage all their stuff. And I was like, hey, now we already got our own thing. Then my investor got a little squiggly on me. So I called him. I called Andy Holleran and we struck a deal. Basically, I flipped the Firestone to them in lieu of holding the listing rights if they built condos. Well, there's a beautiful Marriott AC. If you saw my renderings, it's pretty much the same building except for it says Marriott AC and it's a hotel. So I made, I made a bunch of money when I flipped it. It worked out fine, but still no syndication, you know, I, so whatever. So, but I, I just really got after, after thinking this is what I want to do. I mean, my day job is a broker. I don't care if you're a plumber or a home inspector. I think the best wealth building tool is real estate, like, no matter what your day job. So I, I, once again, I started delving into syndication. I was really putting it out there. I was talking, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to find a deal, uh, somebody that I can partner up with and do a syndication. There was a local lender that I liked. We were, we, we were going to do a deal together. It just didn't work out. And then uh, one of my buddies, that's an attorney, we were going to do it and it just, didn't work out so long story short the uh one of the apartments about 2018 i got a call i, I listed a 19 unit apartment building over on the west side and uh which which did by the way i've sold the same building four times now josh is smiling he knows the building it's, it's my favorite building you, you i just look, I go by it when i go by it, just like, oh my god look at that building so anyway i put it back up for sale for the third time and i got a call I actually had an offer, pretty much a full price offer from a local broker. And then I got a call from John Nichols. And this was a family out of uh, so Southern California. And they were selling a, uh, a mall. They were selling a, a, a shopping mall in Southern California and they wanted to pull, they were aggressively taking assets out of California and coming up to Montana. This was before COVID, this 2018. So I was like, hey, man, that all sounds cool. And I said, but I got an offer coming in. It's basically full price. Like, you got to, you know, this, your deal would be contingent on the shopping mall selling. So I kind of blew him off. Long story short, his son called me back. And then they sent me some information on him. And I was like, so it would have been a cash deal. if the." If, so, so long story short, I was like, man, this would be a much better deal if their shopping mall closes. And I hate to say it, they're going to buy a lot of property in Montana. So, I, you know, so... I put it out to my, my, my seller is a very sophisticated uh, surgeon. He does a lot of real estate. I said, here, this offer is going to come in any minute for this amount. This would be a cash offer. And these are the people. He said, let's go with this other one. So that worked out great. Cool. So I called them. They bought uh, 909 Byron. 
it's a 19 plex over on the west side. So I'm, I, I sold them that and then I sold them a couple other properties. And then I was still, I was putting it out there. I was using the secret. I was like, I'm going to be a syndicator. I'm going to find somebody I'm going to take team up with. Um, I was sitting there reading about, so fast forward from 2008 when I bought this book, and this was basically the only thing you could find on syndicating. Today, between YouTube and there is so much information out there on how to syndicate deals. And because it's starting to be a big deal, there's a lot of uh, mentors and programs you can buy into and stuff like that. So anyway, I was sitting there reading this other book. This is uh, uh, Craig Haskell's a well-known syndicating coach. I don't know if he's still around. He had some bad health issues, but I was watching uh, Craig Haskell and I was watching one of his videos and then the nickels, I happened, I was reading about pitch decks, how to put a pitch deck together. I was looking at it and uh, I saw the logo on one of their pitch decks with these people I've been working with. I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I call up John. I'm like, hey, listen, man, I'm looking at a Craig Haskell video. I see your logo. He goes, yeah, he goes, my dad and I took that, he took his course and we're going to get into syndicating. I was like, no shit. I said, God, and so I told him my story and I, and I said, well, let's, let's do it. And so they, I'd sold them a few properties in, um, town here they own a house in hamilton they're fly fishing fanatics and so they liked if you guys go out to east missoula all the new apartments along the road there it's called east village the mountain modern we call it they really like that look i know some people don't like it but whatever so uh so they liked that they thought it was super cool and i said well let me show you this so i took them to lolo by the lolo peak brewery which is the same builder same aesthetics right in that that uh gravel pit there that big gravel pit i said hey this is ready to go for 34 units we can do an additional 38 units and they're like yeah let's do it you know so anyway it wasn't that simple but uh basically that was our first syndication so i teamed up with john and his son and myself we put together a 506c which is a syndication um this one was a little different in the fact that uh the builder we had an all-in price he was going to build us 34 units for four million dollars this was uh, in 2019 is when we actually inked the deal. So, uh, so we went, so we, we, we did our, we put together our, our uh, offering. And this is, this is kind of funny, I'll explain why. This is the first offering for Lolo Peak Village. It came back, we, we hired a company to help us. It came back 200 freaking pages. And uh, so this is what I was armed with. And I, now I had to go raise 1.5 million. So the first deal was a $4 million buy to be built and I had to raise a million five. So I was like, that, 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 won't, that won't be a problem, man. I got Mr. Mileta 20 years ago to give me a million six, you know, no problem. So our minimum investment was $50,000 on this deal. Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was amazing. It was, it was hard. It was really hard to raise that million five in $50,000 increments. It, it, it was hard at first. The, uh, the first meeting I had was the main principal uh, of Galusha, Higgins and Galusha, which is now like Whipley Accounting. So this is a really astute, smart guy. And I met him at Lolo Peak Brewery. He had a client he wanted to put into our deal. So I show up and he's got this and he's got like 25 sticky notes. And I don't, I've never done a syndication. I'm like, oh my God. So I just like, I, my real estate years, I always have a thing when I go into a meeting, I'm going to give you my best 45 minutes. I mean, I'm coming in, it's phones off. You got, um, you're, you're my best 45 minutes. So I'm like, all right, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. 
So I went in there and I saw those sticky notes. I'm like, holy shit. So and he started, you know, he starts in and asking me questions. And I, I, I would say 75% of them I was able to answer. You know, 25% of my look, I just look like an idiot, but I, but I just did it. I, I did it. And then I went back and I told uh, John. So my, I, my partner, John, John Sr. is probably one of the, the, the smartest. He, he's never been stumped on a syndication question from me or anybody. He's just a wealth of knowledge. So I went back and I'm like, all right. So I, I said, any, every investor call I need to be on. So every call he would be on, I would get on and I would just listen. And, it, you know, I would say after four calls, I really feel like I had it. Um, so, so that's the first deal. So Lolo Peak Village, we started that in 2018. We inked the deal in 2019. We took delivery of that building. If you've seen my social media post, you've probably seen it. You know the story. In May of 2020, I'm standing there with my partners. The height of COVID. I mean, the height of COVID, May of 2020, the building just got finished and, uh, we just got the keys. So we got a brand new 34 unit. I'm standing there and I'm like smiling and I'm just shit myself. I'm going, we're going to have to give this back to the bank. There's nobody, what's going to, you know, uh, nobody's going to rent an apartment in COVID. Nobody's going to show apartments. Well, that was my thought. You know, I mean, I, I just thought this is so, man, I've been trying to do this for 10 years. I finally got my first one done. Fucking COVID hits. This is going back to the bank. I'm done. I'm going to be selling houses again. So anyway, Long story short on that, obviously, COVID, our, our pro forma was for 795. Those, those 795 units are rent for 1,035. Our 5% our interest in our pro forma is 3.25%. So we got, and they rented up in three weeks. You know, I, I remember talking to, is anyone here from Missoula Property Management? Sorry, Josh. Missoula Property Management is our manager on that one. And I call them, like, what's going on? They're like, no, man, we just wear a mask and gloves. Everybody's cool. You know, we just wipe. I'm like, no shit. And they're like, yeah, we, we got like, you know, so that thing filled right up. We got a huge boost from COVID as far as the rent escalations. And then when we went to get our permanent loan, you know, what we had pro forma was like a 5%, four and a half. I mean, we, we got a 3.25% 30-year amortization locked for 10 years. So that, that little 34 units, our first deal, um, it's 14% cash on cash. So if you put in, if, if Rob put in $100,000 last year, he got $14,000 in rent distributions, plus he got his tax depreciation, which makes it pretty much tax-free. You know, so it's just, you know, so we, we, we hit a home run on that one. Now, when, let me back up. When I first sat down with uh, Mr. Duffy, the accountant, you know, I, I just, I did it. I just sat myself and put myself through it and I got smarter and smarter. You know, shortly after that, um, uh, Clusa Witches came in for a big chunk of money, you know. Um, and then uh, an NFL, a local retired NFL coach came in for a big chunk, which uh, was super exciting, a Super Bowl champion coach. And uh, so that was really exciting. And all of a sudden, we raised that money and we got it done. So, you know, it took, it took a while, but it was more of the learning curve. And also, these type of investments... They're, they're pretty much what I call friends and family. So you're not going to go get a big institutional fund to lend you your money. You're going to go get your money from your grandma, your your mom, your, uh, your just people that, yeah, exactly, accredited investors. So we only deal with accredited investors, which most of you probably know. Accredited investor has a net worth of a little over a million dollars, not including their home, and or they make 
220,000 a year, 300,000 combined income, something like that. So they're supposed to be a savvier person. Okay, cool, man. We got the first one done. Now we're off to the races, or so to speak. You know, so I put in the minimal chunk on that first one. I wanted to see how this went. So that was uh, that was our first indication. And uh, you know, so once again, I want to go back to what a syndication is. A syndication is just simply a way to bring investors into a pool for to go into all your project. There's the GP and LP. The GPs are the general partners. Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? Does people understand the GP LP part structure for the most part? Okay, it's pretty simple. The GPs are the ones that find the deal, put the deal together, arrange all the financing, do everything and take on all the risk. We, we uh, guarantee the notes. The LPs are, are wealthier investors that want to come along with this and they don't want to they don't want to do anything you know and our, our typical investor this is kind of interesting our typical investor is uh probably in their early to mid 60s they're usually have made their money a lot of them have done real estate themselves they've had duplexes fourplexes and they're like they've sold that stuff off or they sell it off a lot of them have been selling it off and putting it into our funds because they're making 14 percent not doing shit, you know and they're and they're able to buy in to to a project, a big project for a small amount of money. So the second deal we did was uh, <clears throat> that we did together here in Missoula. Our second one was, uh, now once again, I've been doing this for 30 years, real estate brokers, and I'm kind of a multifamily guy. I know a lot of the players, you know, I've just been dealing with that. So I have a little bit of inside track on some deals. So I have a builder buddy that I really like, uh, Walker Development, Brian Walker, you guys might've heard of him. He had bought a property on South Avenue, and the joke was always that I missed it, like, I, like I didn't see it. So he he bought it, and he took it through entitlement and was getting it permitted. And um, you know, when the rubber meets the road, it's a it's a putting a deal together and getting your uh, renderings and stuff, and then um, actually going and getting the financing are two major different deals. So this is a 54 unit on South Avenue. And I sat, I was like, Brian, here's, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I work with. You know, you should talk to these guys. You, you could be a part of the deal and we'll take care of all the financing and you're going to get the best financing and you're going to have a fat job. You'll be the builder. So we had a couple meetings with the Nichols and Brian and it, it, we hit it off. And if you've been over on South in reserve, uh, South in reserve, you know, where Winco is across the street, there's that holiday gas station behind that. That's our, it's, it's almost done, 54 units. It's 42 units, which is gonna be done like next week. And there's a 12 plex. So I put, I put that deal together. So when we put, we made a deal with Brian and then that one, I think that's gonna be an $11 million all in. And we went to raise 6 million for that one. Now, at that time, we had just, you know, Fort Grounds, I'm sorry, uh, Lolo Peak Village was kicking butt. So we got a little momentum going. So we had to raise, we went from a million five to our next raise was six million. So I think it was. So um, one of the one one great thing about these syndications is a lot of people that come into these will be like a ten thirty one exchange. So I had we had we had a guy out of Bozeman that just sold a string of uh, convenience stores and had a bunch of money. So and he didn't want to. So he didn't need he didn't need cash, but he wanted this type of a, an investment. So we took. Um, so he came in. And 
he bought the land. We, we bought, he bought the land through a 1031 to complete his exchange. And then we went out and raised the other uh, uh, amount of money. But, but, but on that one, we went with the $100,000 minimum. And I mean, we raised the money in like three weeks, man. You know, so what happened since COVID, these kind of deals were always known in Missoula to be friends and family. You're just like, like all the people up in the Yellowstone Club and, or whatever in, in Bozeman, those big hitters, uh, the out-of-state people, they're like, hey, I want to recreate in Montana, but I don't want to invest here. I, I like L.A., San you know, stuff like they, they, it wasn't, we just couldn't hit, bring those type of people in. Well, COVID hits and all of a sudden the rush is on, people moving to Montana and the craziness going on in these big cities and especially with uh, I mean, if you look what's going on in in, Cal, in L.A. to this day, they, they just extended the eviction moratorium. Those people are, there's a there's a, a vast amount of people that are gaming the system. They haven't made a rent payment in three years. I mean, there's a landlord down there I know. He's out $20 million in income, and he can't refinance because he has no income. You know, it's, it's just screwy. So those people, all of a sudden, you guys got a boogie? Yes. No worries. No. Were they bored? Was, bo was that boring? No, no it's great. Good, good to meet you. Hey, you bet. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm halfway done. No, you're not. <laughs> They're not actually part of the meetup. They were just. Oh, they were here. just. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were just hanging out. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. They just happened to sit there. So, so, um,. So a lot of our, our guys, you know, a lot of times when we find a property, we've got people, we, we, we've gotten a word out about us, and we have a lot of people that want to do a 1031, and we can accommodate them two two ways. A lot of times we'll have, you know, if sold the property and he's got a million-dollar exchange, and we're looking at, he can come in and use that exchange to take down our land. And what we do is we actually, this gets a little more complicated, but he comes in as a tenant in common, so he's a partner with us for two years to complete his exchange. Then we roll him down into the limited partnership. So we do that. We've, I think we've done that four or five times now. Um, and that's where a lot of people are selling their existing properties. They're harvesting their equity because the market got so high. And then they're coming in through a 1031 into our projects where they, they're now their hands off. So that's worked out really well. So back to Fort Grounds, we raised $6 million on that one. We raised $8 million. We oversubscribed, it's called, um, and we had to shut it off. We're like, we can't take any more. You know, that, that's, uh, we, can't, we don't want to dilute everybody's returns. So that was all of a sudden, you know, we, I've got, uh, I had a couple come in from San Francisco that uh, was a referral from my partners, like a cousin out of San Diego. I said San Francisco. They came up from San Diego, and he owned some buildings in San Diego, and they were talking about maybe selling them. And, and I took them, and... Uh, I was driving around and I started realizing like these guys are so hands-on. He was telling me about how many times he has to go to Home Depot and this and that. And I said, well, our investments are mailbox money. I said, our, the people that invest with us are people that are done doing the day-to-day -day stuff and they're putting the money into our fund because they just want mailbox money. And his partner, they're, they're gay guys. Um, uh, the, the partner, he, he's like, oh yes, that's us. We like, I want it. And the other guy, you know, I was like, he's not ready to be hands-off. Well, so I was like, all right, you get my best 45 minutes, man. I'm going to drive down. So I took, I have a, so one thing when I followed uh, Cynthia Bryan around 31 years ago, she used to do a tour of Missoula. 
So new buyers that would come in, she would drive them around, drive them through downtown, maybe stop at Wardens, uh, go around the university, talk about how we get 26,000 people every freaking Saturday in this little town. And then how it's called the Five Valleys. And, and you know, and you got, uh, you, got, you got Grant Creek and Butler Creek and, and uh, Rattlesnake and Miller Creek. And so that became my thing. I became known when I was selling houses as the guy I had an inn with St. Pat's, so whenever a doc came in, I took people on the tour. And then I had people that wanted me to take them on the tour just to show them, like, we're even buying real estate. You know, like, so I, I got out of that. But for these investors, I started the tour back up. And, it, you know, and so I showed them Missoula and all the, the hot spots and what's going on. And I just like, this, this is dumb. This guy's hands on. That guy, that couple to this day are our largest investors. They've got over $4 million in three different projects with us. So, you know. Just, you know, so I'm so thankful I gave my my best 45 minutes. So that's kind of, uh, so the syndications, like I was talking about, that's just a GP, general partner, limited partner structure, which has been around forever. But it's always been kind of on the down low. This is how big Blackstone, uh, Goldman Sachs, that's how they raise their money is through these type of syndications. You know, that's how they, they, they they're general partners, they get big, other institutional investors to invest their money and they go out and invest the money. Um, so it's been around, but it's, you can't go out and solicit it to anybody, the average person. So in 2012, the jobs act, when Obama was in, in, uh, administration, they created the jobs act and the jobs act deregulated, uh, some of the security stuff where it, you could now crowdfund and you could solicit an investment. You, I could go out and solicit this investment, to an accredited investor it was all you know this was so wow that just opened up a whole new world right so that happened in 2012 i was still six years away from doing my first syndication but now so if you've looked at my name my my social media i'm always posting more so now social media posts about if you want to invest alongside of us you know go to this website so our our our, our company is called uh I'm not soliciting. I'm just telling them if they, yeah. so Cornerstone Commercial Investments. If you want to go to our website, you can see, you know, a lot of our past and present projects, but you can also see the documents. So in a syndication, there's four main documents. There's your offering, which are the pretty pictures, you know, like what it is and what the returns are going to be and stuff like that. It's usually a 10, 15 page document. And then the second set of documents is the LP, the limited partnership agreement, which is you know, how we run the business and what, what our roles are. And then we have our operating agreement. So there's a limited partner agreement and operating agreement. And the operating agreement outlines our fees that are involved and stuff like that. And then the last is called a subscription document. So if you were to come into our, our fund, you fill out a subscription document. And that's, so, so what happened, so those are four different sets of documents. And when we got our first one, for some reason, they put it all together. So I was going out soliciting money with this crazy you know nobody read this you know it's 200 p this is like you get from your stockbroker nobody i mean people looked at it they looked at the pretty pictures and stuff but you know so as we've gone on we you know and we would do a month we we do monthly distribution so i was in favor of doing quarterly but we just decided we're going to do monthly so every single month if taylor was in lolo peak village you get a every on about the 10th of every month you get an email that says hey this is a uh this is how much we collected this month. This is how much we paid out in, in uh, uh, 
bills, and this is what was left over and distributed to the partners. So and it's, it comes in a nice email with a, a copy of the income and expenses, and then um, you get a direct deposit right into your checking account. And people love it, so it's really cool. About 10th every month, we're getting mailbox money. So that's really uh, taken off. The second one, Fort Grounds I'm talking about on South and Reserve, you know, we're gonna start seeing checks in about 90 days. Um, we just, we've been, so when we set this up, we set it up as an acquisition company. So we wanted to go out and buy existing apartment buildings that either needed, we call them value add, that needed fixing up, or just, you know, looked like it would fit our criteria. So we were out there looking, and as you know, everything out there has been so ungodly expensive. You know, existing buildings are trading at a 4% cap rate. You know, it just doesn't make, it doesn't pencil. So by going from the ground up, we're able to underwrite our deals at a seven, seven to eight percent cash on cash, and about a seven percent cap rate. And that's from a four percent to a seven percent cap rate. I mean, you're talking, you know, on our size of deals, millions of dollars. So it, we just, you know, does, does anybody know who Grant Cardone is? And it, raise your hand if you know Grant Cardone. Okay, so. He's a guy that I just want to punch in the face, but I just, I, I read all his shit. I watch his stuff. He's the goat of syndications. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he's just so, the, my, when I first came across him, my fraud meter went just to ballistic, you know, and, but I've researched that guy. They buy Metro, you know, Scottsdale, Miami product at 3%, you know, they're paying out 3% returns. That doesn't work for us, but I mean, but man, he's raised $900 million doing this. So he does the same thing we do. His fees are way higher and the returns are really low, but it's so it works, you know? And uh, our, I mean, I think if I came out like, bought a new Tahoe today, got a new iPhone watch, you know, they, my investors would run the other way, but it, it works for him. So with the Jobs Act, now we could go out and solicit. So. Um, we, we use an email program to uh, attract, to, that keeps in touch with our investors. But I, social media has been pretty big. I've, I've, I've got a, a lot of good stuff off social media. Um, it's getting better and better. Uh, so that's kind of the, the that's kind of the, uh, now, now a syndication, just so you know, is actually, we buy the property in an LLC and if you want to, if Keith wanted to come in and invest with this, he's actually buying shares of the company. So the subscription document is that he's buying X amount of shares in that deal. He's not actually buying properties, buying shares. So that's kind of what my background is. And that's kind of the gist of what a syndication is. Now I got a little bit more to talk about, but I want to open it up. If anybody had any questions on that part, anybody, anybody negative? Why was your loan to value ratio so much different between that? Okay, good question. So we've got we're looking at a project in Bozeman, Montana, right now. I went to college in Bozeman uh, for a couple of years. Um, Bozeman has an enormous amount of units coming on market right now. I think I read twenty five hundred units under various stages of development. They, they are definitely they definitely have a lot going on right now. They've got the you know the Yellowstone Club up in Big Sky. That's that sold out during.